Welcome everyone to Voice of the Valley here in the Horn Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Studios. I'm your host Dave Bell, 428-9494. That's the phone number, 928-428-9494. Happy Monday everybody. I have no idea. I'm going to turn this down, see if that helps. Oh, that does help significantly. (laughs) I'm sitting there, I keep turning up the headphones and I'm like, I still can't hear me. And, but I'm looking at our recording, and I'm like, I'm I'm coming in actually a little hot, so <laughs> hot for a Monday morning. I yeah, I just <laughs> so they're playing with buttons here, and it's throwing me off. I don't <laughs> like it. All this weekend stuff. I uh, hope everybody's having a good day. That voice you hear, Stephanie Nabor. She's the executive director for Secus. As I do whenever I'm involved in these sorts of things. Full disclosure, I am the newest member of Secus's board of directors. You are, and we're, we're glad to have you. I, I'm glad to be on there. Uh, I think if I didn't join that board, my wife would have gotten quite angry at me. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> Seeing as she used to be the director before she retired, and Stephanie stepped in to do a wonderful job. So uh, I, I just want to put that out there ahead of time. So, you know. I, I, I GCRC Downtown Association still. I'm also the chair of the tourism committee now. Oh, yeah, that that one I think got thrust upon me. They're doing some good things. I fingers crossed. Yeah. So, uh, matter of fact, we have meeting not a tourism meeting, but it's kind of a meeting right after this. So I'm going to leave as soon as we're done. Uh, but I asked you on because it's tax season. It is. And even though I don't think we have a tax coalition any longer. Not as of right now. Yeah, with with Ted Prina leaving, moving out of the area, uh, and Ted was the the juggernaut behind that. He was. He he really um, was uh, the leader on that, and really um, his heart was in it. And so it's sad to see him go. It, it drove him nuts. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, well, I, let's let's be honest. Uh, the tax any nonprofit organization. Uh, and my wife would tell this story uh, when she was with Sikas, and it was for uh, Arizona Gives Day. She would, back when I was the Courier's editor, uh, negotiate with the publisher to do a special section for it, and all the nonprofits could take part. There was a small cost, but the Courier really just stepped up. I mean, they... They just did. A publisher was Monica Watson, and her feeling was, if it benefits the community, let's figure out a way. So basically, it was cost of printing is really all it was. Um, and she would say, okay, all the nonprofits, you can come in for the special section, and we'll run it on Arizona Gives Day. Hopefully, that will generate donations. Yeah. And she said that was the hardest thing she's ever done because nonprofits focus on the mission. They don't think about what you have to do to get keep money coming in. That's very true. And then a lot of times um, with nonprofits, you don't have, you wear four different hats. <laughs> you don't have a, um, a grant writer. You don't have a human resources in a sense. You don't, so yeah, it's, it's tough. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm trying to think, do any of our nonprofits have a human resources department? I don't think any do. Yeah. Yeah, everybody kind of does double, triple duty. So she said that was difficult. And so I, and then talking to Ted, because Ted worked out an agreement with Gila Valley Central and the Courier that a story for each nonprofit would be run 
it was the same story. Yeah. You know. uh, if you if you go to the website, Gila Valley Central, you saw it. If you pick up a newspaper, you saw it. Smart move. And everybody would come on this show rotating each week. And he said just getting the write-ups from the nonprofits, because you could tell your own story. Yep. Was so difficult. And because most aren't focused on that. They're focused on, you know, our neighbor's farm and pantry is focused on getting food out to people who need it. Seekus was the only one that was in first. I got to say that. You know, I'll be honest. Um, for us, any opportunity we can get um, to get our the word out there, speak on our mission, um, speak on Seekus. I mean, we're going to take it, take that opportunity um, to let people know we're here. So uh, Ted has retired. Yes. Ted's retired about three times <laughs> from different things, but he's, he's moved out of the area. So we don't really have a tax coalition, but I still want nonprofits to have the opportunity to A, say what they do and B, why you should support them. I, yeah, I agree. And, you know, for us um, at Seekus, I always say we are the catch all. We do have our mission and our mission is to support homebound seniors and active seniors through the senior center and our homebound seniors through our in-home services and our case management. Um, but for us, I mean, we're even, we're in Greenlee County. We have the Duncan Senior Center. We have the Clifton Senior Center. Any um, chance we can get um, to speak on CECAS and let them know all the wonderful work we do um, and the seniors we support and all the good things we have going on at the center. I mean, we're going to take that opportunity. Um, and I just kind of want to throw this out there. I brought, I just kind of brought a little fact sheet. Um, in 2023, we served um, 30,450 home delivered meals. We only have 38,000 people in Graham County. Yeah. That's a lot. That is I mean, a lot. That's a meal a day, I, you know. Yeah. And so, but then that's through, and I mean, for us, we're serving about 100 seniors for the month at the senior center. Um, whether we serve them one meal for the month or five, it was 100 seniors um, that we were able to offer nutrition to. That doesn't count Duncan. We're serving between 25 and 30 meals out of the Duncan Center. So anything that we, everything that we do is for the purpose of the seniors, proper nutrition, health, supporting uh, families in their caregiving roles. Um, but we may run into someone that just calls and get information. And our goal is, is to always be a support and we don't like to say no. <clears throat> um, you talked about case management. Can you explain a little bit what that is? So for every person that we come, a senior, or it could be a family that we come in contact with, if they're seeking our services, um, they come with the case manager. And what that means is that case manager's duty is to assess the client um, holistically and see what services they do need. Um, how can we support, support them in the home? So her goal is to go out and make contact with that client and their families if need be and get the proper information um, we need to be sure they meet this, the qualifications of the program. Um, but not only that, she keeps up with them 
um, quarterly, monthly, whatever it may be that they need to support them. It may be they need health insurance. It may be maybe they don't know um, how to get a food box. It could be um, sending them to the Medicare ship counselor, anything that she's able to assist them with. That is her goal is to be sure um, the client's needs are being met um, and we are assisting them because we don't want to enable and we don't want to take their independence, but we assist them in um, making sure that their needs are being met um, while they're on our services. And that's the purpose of the case management. What age do services start with CECAS? So it's 60 or older. Um, we do have some that fall under 60 if they're disabled and they meet the requirements, but generally it's 60 and older. And the reason I asked that is I, I literally just looked this up because I had heard that this is where we were going. Um, Arizona, this is the entire state. 21% of Arizonans are under 18, so one in five. But 18.8%, 19% are 65 and older. So if you go 60 and older, it's at 20%. So one-fifth of our state is under 18 yeah, 20%, one-fifth. Yep. One-fifth of our state is 65 and older. Yeah. That's that's a huge group. And both of those are dependent groups. In one way or another, yeah. they're dependent. Uh, in some fashion. So this is why CECAS is valuable. If, if one in five people are 60 and older... Well, there, we better have services ready that's for correct. people 60 and older. That is very true. And that's why for us, we always, um, our donors, donations, um, any support that we get is very important to us because outside of our contracts, um, having our own monies allows us to fit the client's needs outside of the requirements. So it may be someone that's eh, maybe on the line, and but we feel they truly need that support. If we have these monies to the side here that don't have contract requirements and those kinds of things, we can meet that need. Um, so we rely on our donors and our community support to be able to offer the services that we offer. So let me let me use me as an example because I'm over 60. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm active. I, I'm working. So I have an uh, income. I generally don't meet the criteria to receive services. Fair? That's, yep. But I can go to the senior center and have a meal. You can go to the senior center and have a meal. Um, they serve the same thing that they serve to the homebound seniors. Are this is the same meal served at the center daily, Monday through Friday, and that's at 11. And not only can you come and eat a meal, but you can partake in the activities we have. Um, which is a big piece of it, um, is come and get proper nutrition and then also socialize, make friends. Maybe you'll make friends and meet with them outside of the center. I mean, between chair yoga, Zumba, bingo, crafts. I mean, there's something pretty much going on there every single day. I know, I know many 60-year-olds are very active. Mm-hmm. Many are, uh, especially 60 today versus 60 20 or 30 years ago. I agree. Um, mainly because we can't retire. <laughs> so uh, you could 30 years ago. You can't now. Um, but there are those that are still working, but maybe are living alone. They've lost a, a spouse or significant other. 
So they're, look, I know when I lived alone, I was eating garbage. Because <laughs> it's easier and it's. What, yeah. What we kind of hear a lot is it's a lot of work for one person. So they're going to eat the TV dinner or the soup in the can or I'm and not them come to the center and that's their nutrition. And a lot of them, it's big enough that they may not have to eat dinner because it they got such a big portion in their eyes. Um, and so, yeah, that's, I'll hear them say that. In fact, last Friday, I come to the center to eat my lunch because it's easier even for us to, as a husband and wife, and take instead of taking one to two hours to prepare a meal. And so, yeah, it, we have to have all our menus um, approved by a certified dietitian. So it's not just us assuming that they're nutritional, they are nutritional. I, I just bring that up yeah. because I, I know I've got listeners right now mm-hmm. who are in their 60s and they're active and good for them. I'm glad they're active, but there are still services that they can pay, partake in. They sure can. Then there are those that are living alone. Maybe they've had uh, health issues, mm-hmm. cannot work. They're only on Social Security. Um, now, those are the ones that need those in-home services, correct? Yep. That's um, That was a big piece Um we were really working hard to open up the Duncan's Senior Center because um, we do, we're tempor- temporarily case managing Greenlee County. And so we have those that weren't quite meeting the requirements of the Meals on Wheels program, but we didn't really have another resource to give them. So we were kind of stuck in a sense. So we were really happy to see the Duncan Center be able to open back up because now we can give them another resource they can still get that nutritious meal it's just going to be in a a different aspect and so we were really excited to to get that going i know something that secus has been trying to get going uh, for a while is transportation and yes. and the reason i bring that up is because you brought up duncan Cause, yeah because there are people that can use the senior center but can't necessarily get there and duncan's not convenient to anybody no so, it is not. Yeah, it's it's just not. Uh, I'm curious how that's going because I you do partner with is it Blake Foundation? We do, okay. we do, and we've um, get, we give the clients the information. We've reached out to Blake, and so they know um, the situation. And so we're hoping because that's how things were done prior. You'd set up a ride with Blake, um, and Blake would take you down. Um, for many of our clients, sometimes they're. If it's not in the routine, they're not going to do it. So there's been times where we've set up um, transportation for them. Uh, but we're hoping in the near future to be able to um, get to that place um, where there is transportation. Because, yeah, you're right, Dunk, it's it's so spread out. Um, it truly is. And I think the seniors would take advantage of it if we could just bridge that gap for them. Um. One other thing, COVID did this nicely. I don't know if it's still going on, uh, where the local groceries would set up specific times for seniors. So they weren't being, look, even if nobody's pushing a senior, if there's a lot of people around and a person can't move quickly, they feel intimidated. So I'm I'm curious, are the grocery stores still doing that? And is there transportation for seniors 
who want to get out and do a little grocery shopping for themselves. So there is transportation and it, it is through Blake. Okay. Of course, we you call 24 hours in advance. And as far as them setting set times, not that I'm aware of. Mm-hmm. Now they do have senior days where you get discounts, um, but to set specific times, um, not that I'm aware of. Oh, okay. Yeah, I kind of went away with, with COVID once kind of COVID settled down a little. Yeah, I just remember that seven, what was it, seven to eight, mm-hmm. most grocery stores said it, seniors only. And I get it because there's anxiety, they get overwhelmed because they don't move as fast as a lot of us do. And, and more and, at risk, seniors were always more at risk with COVID. It, it made sense. Oh, I agree. But I think it still makes sense. I just don't know if a business can afford that. Uh, yeah, and if and maybe seniors, I don't know how much of um, they take advantage of um, of the opportunity to go early. And, you know, there's so much that goes into it. it is, is transportation available? Um, the good thing, like with Sunshine Apartments, they have certain days um, that the um, clients they have there or their renters or leases, whatever they call them, they have a set time um, that they, they take them to the store. And so they have a little bus. And so that's nice, too, because they can count on knowing they're going to have a ride to the store. I I have to bring this one up because I know it's something that you guys worked on for years. Um, Seekus is not just providing these services. You're also, um, what's the best way to put it, lobbying for seniors. Uh, Speaking of Sunshine Apartments, the sidewalks on 20th are the direct result of senior of Secus coming in saying, you do realize we have senior apartments here. They go to the hospital. They very often walk or if they've got an electric scooter, mm-hmm. take that. But there's no sidewalk. That's correct. So they're either on the street or they're trying to get through stones, which they really can't. That's very true. I mean, there's three apartment complexes. So you could say three and a half um, apartment complexes with seniors and so it only made sense and we do hear a lot you know I use my walker and I went across to my doctor's appointment or I use my scooter and I went to the hospital so they're really taking advantage of it and yes um, I know Secus was a big push behind that and the city was receptive yep they didn't they actually probably didn't realize when you don't I always say when it's some, not something you deal with all the time it doesn't cross your mind but, but I know Lance Henry, the moment he, he learned about that, he's like, okay, we're putting that in this project. Yeah. And I mean, like I said, it's been very beneficial because you'll see um, throughout the day, seniors on their scooters or with the walker coming up and down 20th, I mean, which if that means they have independence, then why not? Right. Yeah. If they can get some mobility, if they can get out, that's what we want for everybody. Yep. We say that about kids. Yeah. (laughs) Don't play video games. Go outside. Yeah. We want our seniors to do this. And it makes them feel important and like they still are um, a part of the community and independent. And so, I mean, they've lost so much already. This is just a little piece for them to look forward to. 428-9494. 428-9494. If you have a question for Stephanie Nabor, she's the executive director for SECUS. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back after this. back to Voice of the Valley in the Horn Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Studios. I'm Dave Bell. Stephanie DeBoer with Seekus is here. Southeastern Arizona Community Unique Services. 
That's right. Hey, <laughs> you got, got it. it. Ding, ding. I hate the seven C's around here because they're all confusing. You're, and yes, you're not the only one. We get several calls a day that are not for us. Yeah. Cebus, CCAB, CECAS, CCAP. Um, there's one more and I can't remember. Oh, I can't remember. Ah, oh, well. Uh, and it's not seven, but it's, that was the <laughs> joke when enough, I moved close here. Close enough. Yeah. The seven C's. Like, all right. Um, and a couple of them are kind of, uh, CCAB has been dormant for a while mm-hmm. since Jay moved out of the area and subsequently passed. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's getting a resurgence. The last I, I heard. I heard something like that. Yes. Yeah. So we'll see. You know, hopefully that's uh, clean and beautiful. Southeastern Arizona, clean and beautiful. But we're talking about CECAS today. CECAS serves seniors. Uh, I think the thing everybody knows is Meals on Wheels. Yes. I mean, that's one of our most requested services, so it would make sense. But yeah, and when someone's not familiar with CECAS, we're like, it's, we do Meals on Wheels. Oh, yeah, I see on my neighbor's house. And, you know, with the Meals on Wheels um, being delivered, it's not just delivering a meal and leaving. They, it's a what we call a well check, you know. Did they seem kind of off? Were they okay? Maybe they were on the floor. Um, maybe they weren't home and they didn't let us know, but they're always home. I mean, just all those things, and we don't just leave it there, you know. We we go the extra mile. We call um, the family make sure, to make sure they're okay. Um, and if we're still not getting an answer, we're concerned, then we may call the sheriff's department and do a well check um, because... Outside of the mill, we just want to make sure that the seniors are safe. Um, on top of the well check, it's also um, a visitor. A lot of our seniors look forward to their driver. Um, they like the same one. If you don't send the same one one day, they're going to be asking questions because they they form that relationship with them. It may be the only um, person they see all day and having any interaction with. So that, meal's, that meal that's coming is not just the meal. There's so much more to it. Seniors, uh, it seems like, again, using my own experience, it seems like want to close off. They, they, they withdraw. They do. Um, and I always say that kind of comes, um, in my opinion, because they feel like they are no longer what they were. And so that's a big thing for them. Um, and some of them, it just may be they don't like to socialize because it's not something they did. Um, so this allows a visit in the home. If they come to the center, it allows them to socialize there. Um, and we encourage it. What we found with after COVID, during COVID, it, it's been hard um, to get the seniors wrangled back in and back at the center and um, doing the activities. And so now yoga is growing. Our dining room is full almost every single day. Um, And it's like you said, it's active seniors. And I mean, we have a variety. Some of them have a caregiver that comes with them um, because they want them to get out and be with their peers. The the thing that struck me about it uh, or strikes me about it is and I get it. Look, if, if left up to my own devices, I'd be on my couch all day. I'm with you. You know, I, I really would. I, I'm forced out. <laughs> so I understand most seniors feeling that way. However, talking with the Alzheimer's Association out of Tucson, mm-hmm. um, 
you have to engage with people to keep your mind sharp. Just just letting stuff flow over you, watching TV, watching movies, is not enough. No, it's not because your mind isn't thinking in a sense. Um, and like the saying goes, you don't use it, you lose it. Um, music is important for your mind. Um, puzzles, having conversation, because you actually have to think about what you're going to say. Um, all those play an important piece in your mind. And I'm not saying you, you're, you won't forget, but it's, it'll be helpful. Yeah, engagement seems to be the, the, the most basic, the easiest, and the most important. Yes. Uh, that's what I got from speaking with the Alzheimer's Association was, this is the simplest thing we can do, but it's the most important thing we can do, and that's just talk to each other. Yep, because like you said, the TV, it's it, they're speaking to you. You're not having to be... Well, unless you're, unless you're on my couch, because yeah. I drive my wife nuts. I pause everything and then say, no, that's not right, and then decide to pontificate. So I feel bad for my wife, people. Um, but no, you're, you're but yeah, right. Yeah, you know, it's so it's it kind of gets you out of your bubble and makes you socialize, have communication with others, and you gain knowledge because no two people... Um, lived the same life or had the same experiences or traveled to the same areas. And so you learn so much. And outside of that, like I say, music plays an important piece. Puzzles, keep your mind going, your fingers going with whatever game it is that you're playing. All those play an important piece to your, um, your mind, staying healthy. And that's where the senior center obviously comes in because you're engaging whether you, whether you're sitting there or not, yeah, you could be just sitting off to the side and not engaging. You're engaging. I agree. And we have some that walk in and are shut off, but give it a couple times of them coming and they're, they're, they have a friend with them and they're coming to crafts and they're coming to Zumba and bingo. And, you know, it just starts with coming. Just come. Start there. Um, uh, I know we're speaking to a lot of uh, caregivers right now. And you may not realize you're a caregiver. But if mom or dad moved in with you, you're a caregiver. Mm -hmm. Uh, And you're not trained for that. That is very true. And that's um, the thing we always say is when we ask, so are you their caregiver? No, because they don't see what they're doing as caregiver duties. It's just something that they're um, supposed to do. I mean, it could even be a neighbor. Um, So we just like to take time with families to just educate them, give them resources, offer them support, um, because they are not alone. Um, There are many, many caregiving families here in our area um, that could use that extra support. And that's what CECAS is here for. We're here to offer support, give them some training and um, and lead them, lead them um, to caregiving for their loved ones. If one in five people are 65 plus chances are you're caregiving i agree yeah at least at least 20 percent of the people listening are a caregiver and it should be noted secus provides respite we do offer respite services um through our um, AAA contract, we offer respite, but we also have resources um, that if for some reason we don't have an availability, uh, we can connect you um, with other resources that offer respite 
through Seekus. Um, and so I always tell people, give us a call. Um, don't wait uh, because those resources are there and you just might not be aware. But, you know, being a family caregiver, it's, it's, it's a lot. And, and a lot of people aren't so open about it and forthcoming in a sense. Um, but there are so many resources out there. I think the average person needs to hear, don't feel guilty that you need a break. Don't, because that you do need a break. You do. I mean, we, we say it all the time. If you don't care, how can you care for others if you're not taking care of yourself? You see it time and time again, um, the caregiver passes before the, the care recipient um, because the lack of taking care of themselves. You cannot pour from an empty cup. Um, so whether it be a listening ear for you, whether it be respite services, whether it be Meals on Wheels to alleviate your burden, we have all those um, resources for you. So take advantage. You're not you're not being a bad son or daughter. You are not. You're being good. It's, it's a good thing because then you can be re-energized. And even if mom or dad yells, oh, you're leaving me, you're abandoning yeah. me. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's I, typical. I, I had a grandma like that. <laughs> that's typical. Um, so you're not. You're, you're not being evil. You need that break. Take it. Yeah. You know, we've had caregivers that we come in and bathe their loved one because they just give them the hardest time and we come in and we do it and it's no problem because I mean being around the same person 24 7 it 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 can wreak havoc um and so give us a call we are we can help if you raised kids you remember that zero to five and how draining that was well, now you're dealing with an adult, and it's functionally the same thing sometimes. It is. It is in a sense. Actually, it is, except for now they're a little older, so... Um. And they'll try and guilt you. <laughs> they will guilt you. I'm the mama, not you. Yep. Uh, well, that still doesn't mean you you don't need help, you know, getting into your pajamas. I No, I agree. You know, I mean... And sometimes we say, walk away and come back and reward it, and... 80% of the chance they're, they're going to let you. I think it's all the way, it's all on the approach. Yeah. So I, I just want, because it's so easy to feel guilty when you take that break. Mm-hmm. And, and you don't. That's no. all. And it's a service that's here. That's right. So if anybody wants to learn more about Seekus, what do they do? They can give us a call at 928-428-3229 or they can visit our website, www.seekus.org. It is a .org, yes. not a .com, because nope. you're an organization. Yep. And if they want to donate, how do they, they can do? go to our website and there's a donate button there. They can come in the doors. They can call in over the phone. You can donate they can melt. up to 800 if you're a couple filing jointly, yes. 400 individual, and that goes against your tax liability for the state of Arizona. Yes, because everybody has a tax liability. So there you go. Take advantage of it. You can do it. We do. Um, we split our donation, <laughs> but uh, half goes to Seekus, and we're very happy about that. Thank you, Stephanie. Thank you. And thank you all for listening as well. I'm out of here for now, but I'll be back tomorrow. Until then, you guys have a great day.